That smooth Christian jazz you're hearing means you've tuned in to Same Old Song, the lectionary podcast of Mockingbird Ministries. I'm your co-host, Aaron Zimmerman. I'll be joined by Jacob Smith as each week we break down the lectionary readings for the upcoming Sunday to give you something to think about, and if you're a preacher, to give you something to preach about, and no matter who you are, to give you a connection to the never-changing message of God's grace for actual people like you. Unzip that monogrammed faux leather Bible carrying case and cover, pull up a chair, and let's dig in. Well, by the time you're listening to this, you are maybe aware that Valentine's Day is coming. Uh, this should drop the day before Valentine's Day, so just your friendly same old song co-hosts and life coaches and romance experts. sages experts, experts yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. just reminding you you have 24 hours or less to mm-hmm. go to get something just a card even it's very exciting uh and maybe maybe fold the laundry i don't know something yeah, something something do not forget even so they say they didn't, they're not interested they always are don't forget yep say and something so. Uh, but anyways, mm. we're recording live in person with an audience of just us, ourselves, yeah. but mm-hmm. we are here together. Last episode, we were in Texas. We're still in Texas, recording the next episode. It's been a week in your life since you've heard our voices, mm-hmm. but uh, it's just been a mere five minutes for us. That's right. I'm thinking about two things. I'm thinking about the transfiguration. And sausage. And how'd you know? <laughs> Cheddar jalapeno. <laughs> because I'm thinking about the same thing. We had the most amazing sausage from the uh the belleville meat market uh out here in this this uh we're, we're in austin county texas sort of uh north west of the houston area uh at a house uh do we get together annually for prayer and support and kind of check in with some clergy colleagues and so uh w- but we did stop off at a place where one mm-hmm. can buy more meat than you can I've the brain was, can imagine i i, I no eye has seen no ear just walking in you just felt your arteries harden and then my funny joke was i'm gonna buy the chicken <laughs> why is my heart racing yeah just, yeah I still have you can sweats. you can uh, raise your cholesterol just by breathing in that mm. space and they have There's, like sauce like i've never seen that like sausage samples i know I, I i had like five toothpicks worth and jake thinks manhattan's so great no i've changed but my tell mind. you what texas but has I'm, got a lot going on i'll tell you what i'm gonna do i'm gonna buy a bunch of these belleville meat market hats today's episode brought to you by the belleville meat market yeah i'm gonna buy a, a bunch of these hats and i'm gonna take them to manhattan and i'm gonna sell them to hipsters in brooklyn <laughs> for a hundred dollars it looks pop. really cool they've been mm-hmm. uh making uh sausage since 1981 and their slogan is, Meat is our middle name. Today's episode brought to you by the Belleville Meat Market, where meat is our middle name. But for us, our middle name is Preaching the Gospel, so it's not... And it's Andrew. Not, and, <laughs> yeah, I have two, Michael Gonzalez. That's my actual middle name. So, uh, let's get into it. This is not, despite what you may have heard, Transfiguration Sunday. It's not. If you go to the Vanderbilt-hosted revised common lectionary page. They call this, like probably many of our Methodist, Presbyterian, non-Episcopalian siblings in, in Christ, mm-hmm. you might be in a church where this is called Transfiguration Sunday, because it is always, on this last Sunday before Lent, the, the last Sunday of the season after Epiphany, 
Um, it is always this reading about the transfiguration of Jesus up on the mountain. And so people call this Transfiguration Sunday. But, but the not. Feast of the Transfiguration is actually in August. So um, if you want to be a liturgical uh, point of light mm. and truth and goodness in the American way, like I am, uh, don't call it Transfiguration That's Sunday. Right. It's the last Sunday after the Epiphany. However, it's important to note that the last reading of the Epiphany is uh, always the transfiguration. Correct. And that is because, as we've been saying, this is the season of Eureka, the discovery of who uh, God is in Jesus Christ and who he is for all of us. And so, you know, it begins with the birth in the manger, uh, the wise men rolling up, and then Jesus being baptized. And it's bookended by this amazing epiphany where he is transfigured and is demonstrated as the fulfillment of the law and the prophets. But I'm jumping ahead. What are our readings today? Exodus 24, verses 12 through 18. Second Peter, chapter 1, verses 16 through 21 and Matthew 17, 1 through 9. We are going through the Gospel of Matthew, but we are jumping way ahead uh, in year A of the lectionary because of the fact that this is the last Sunday before Lent. Um, and uh, uh, it is this season that, or this this day where we have this transfiguration reading always, because we, you know, again, getting ahead of ourselves a little bit, Jesus now here begins fully glorified, revealed on the top of the mountain, and he's about to go down, down, down um, into the valley, uh, which is the, sort of the metaphor for the season of Lent. So we begin at this high point of the roller coaster mm -hmm. before we're about to now go down at breakneck speed um, into Lent. So, mm -hmm. uh, so all the readings sort of break with you know, we've been going through First Corinthians, um, we've been reading the book of Deuteronomy last week, but we're going to, um, all the readings there are thematically linked to this, these images of mountains and God talking up on mountains and uh, all this mountaintop stuff. You know, I wouldn't call this Transfiguration Sunday if I were to name it. I would call it um, mountaintop. mountaintop Sunday. Uh, maybe, maybe we'll, maybe we'll start that trend. Um, oh, I like it. Uh, Mountaintop Sunday. It's also, is it, it's, uh, it's Quinquagesima Sunday, I think is the old. I think that is, yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's 50 days before Easter. So they used to give people a heads up that Lent was coming by calling the Sundays that were 70, 60, and 50 days before Easter, meaning the three Sundays before Lent, Septuagesima, Sexagesima, and Quinquagesima Sunday, which it's in Alba's Waco. We put those in the subtitle of our bulletins on those Sundays because oh, really the cool. words are really cool. And yeah, at uh, cool David Browder's word. church, yeah. uh, St. Thomas in Houston, that's they right. actually still celebrate. Because they use the 1920 prayer book. And, uh, you know, I like to give a nod to that. They're great words. Being an Episcopalian, what's the point if you don't learn all the cool words? That's right. It's like the main benefit. Okay. So, uh, we begin with the kind of OG passage of God being on a mountain, um, although there's lots of mountaintop experiences. You obviously have Abraham taking Isaac up the mountain and meeting God at the place. It's here to Moses, um, and uh, it's called the Mountain of God. Um, also, in verse 16, it says it's Mount Sinai in Exodus 24. So, God says, go up on the mountain. I'm going to give you some stone tablets that tell you the law. Of God, and so he goes with his uh, his associate rector Joshua, and um, the curate, <laughs> and the, the and he says, you know, he takes the curate, and then yeah. to the associate rectors down, he says, you know, handle any disputes uh, that come up, uh, and uh, um, you can handle it while we're gone. 
Because right. he's up there a long time. He is up he's there, up for, there for, a while. for And these numbers are important. Six days, and on the seventh day, God finally speaks. Imagine just waiting up on the mountain for six days. Um, you know, talk about patience and mm. endurance, all that. Yeah, any of you who are not fans of camping, just appreciate here what Moses is doing. Uh, and he has to wait seven days till he hears God speak. Seven being, you know, echoing creation on the seventh day. God rests. It's like the pinnacle of all things. And here God speaks on the seventh day. Um, and God is described as appearing like a devouring fire on top of the mountain. So if you are preaching on this passage, oh, by the way, it does say 40 days, 40 nights, which is a little little hint that Lent it's is prequel, coming. It's a prequel, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. What would you say about this? Uh, well, this is... Um this is an interesting passage because this is literally right after the Mosaic Covenant has happened, you know, and uh, uh, Moses has thrown the blood on the people and now he's gone up to be with God. And uh, I think that this is uh, on one level, if you're going to preach this particular text, I mean, you have to, you should probably either talk about the, the verses before, which is the Mosaic Covenant, where Moses throws the blood of the sacrificed animal upon the people Mm. and they say all this we shall do and he's like okay well if not this is your fault and that um god relates to us uh it was literally a bloodbath yeah but god relates to us because blood is life yeah and god relates to us by sacrifice and here uh, we see um a type and a shadow of the one to come jesus Mm -hmm. uh who goes up and uh, can bask in the glory and uh, and uh, this is actually um, a foreshadow of the glory that Moses longed to ultimately see. Um, but uh, and that is uh, that's Jesus. Yep. One of the things too, I think that we're supposed to get from this passage is just the tone and the tenor of it. Just it's it's sort of scary. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's this mysteriousness in it. I guess the other word for that in English. English language is mystery. I mm-hmm. just made it a lot longer mm-hmm. than I needed to. Uh, but Moses is in this cloud. Uh, this it's a devouring fire. It's just it's just sort of has a you know some fear and trembling here. Like it's 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 supposed these, to be pretty serious stuff. Yeah, and these are these are these are but these are images and sights and sounds that uh, find their fulfillment in Pentecost. Mm actually uh, when uh, the glory actually came down and they heard about the mighty works of God fulfilled in Jesus Mm. and so you know there's a reason why like Luke uses the language of fire and smoke and wind Mm -hmm. you know it's it's because he's hearkening them back to this moment the very first exodus and what you're going to see is that the people they get scared and then what happens they take matters into their own hands, yep. and that associate rector begins to make a golden calf. Named Aaron. And, uh, yeah. Awkward. I and I think his middle name was Michael Gonzalez. That's right. So. That's right. <laughs> a little known fact about Aaron. Yeah, exactly. I think, you know, the other thing, I, you know, if you, I don't know if you could, if you want to talk about this, uh, but it is interesting, and I think important, that God appears as a cloud. Hmm. Um other ancient Near Eastern religions, their deities, they knew what they looked like. Yeah. They could make statues, Dagon being the sort of fish-like thing, or Astarte, kind of like a woman, or whatever, all the Egyptian pantheon, the, yeah. these, these deities um, looked like something, um, like bulls or animals, whatever, and you could make an idol and you could worship them. Here God in his mercy does not show them what he looks like, it's just a cloud. 
and um, this is because we tend to be drawn to idols and making God into something we can control and, and all that. So I think this, this aspect of God's mystery and God not always revealing everything to us and here out of a, again, mercy and, and knowing what's best for us. So uh, if you want to say, you know, what does God look like? He looks like smoke on the top of a mountain. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's... Um, and that's something important to contrast with where we're going to get to pretty soon. Um, and now we will turn to, um, and it's sort of, it's a little out of order. Obviously, the Second Peter passage is written much later than the Matthew passage. Or maybe not much later, but later than the Matthew passage. Um, but we're going to read the Second Peter passage first. And it's J basically Peter writing this letter saying, I'm an eyewitness of what Jesus did and what, who Jesus was and what he taught. And he is saying, we're not following myths. We're just telling you what we actually saw. Mm -hmm. Jesus' power and his actions. And he specifically mentions the story that were the events that we're about to read about in Matthew 17, uh, that he heard the voice of God. This is my son, the beloved with whom I'm well pleased. And he says, we ourselves heard it when we were with him on the holy mountain. And then we're going to read about that experience in Matthew 17. But this is, um, so this is your second reference to this mountaintop experience of hearing, um, seeing God or hearing God. And um, Peter, in this passage, is trying to underline the fact that this happened. Mm -hmm. This is, Christianity is not a myth. That's right. And it's actually rooted in history. Peter is Peter is, is sort of staking his life on it and signing the affidavit here in this mm -hmm. in this letter. Like this actually happened, and and I'm and I'm I'm putting my money where my mouth is, and you know. Yeah, and uh, and so uh, so yeah, that's absolutely right. He first of all, I mean, there's basically a couple of main points to this. Um, is that. Um, is that one, yeah, we're not following cleverly devised myths. This actually happened in human history. We totally saw it. And that's why um, now what I'm sharing with you isn't just some sort of random teaching or life tip, but rather this is a prophetic message more fully confirmed. Mm. And so what was what that means is that everything that Moses was longing for, everything that Elijah was longing for, everything that the Old Testament was longing for has now been confirmed. Mm. Um, this transfigured moment wasn't just uh, wasn't just a random like, hey, wasn't that kind of cool? It's yeah. been confirmed in the resurrection resurrection of the dead. Yeah. And so you better listen to what I actually have to say. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm not giving, you can't get this anywhere. This is really, really important. And that um, ultimately the message that he has and why it's important is because it's a prophetic message from God. Mm. And uh, and that, I mean, and that's serious business. And that message is serious business because it tells you why you've been reconciled mm. by God. And that's because the blood wasn't thrown on you, mm. a couple of others, but the blood was shed for you. Mm. And, uh, and now it covers you and uh, makes you righteous uh, before God. And you could now, uh, by virtue of that blood, step right into the cloud with sure confidence as yeah. well that God is your father and God is your friend and uh, and he is your savior and you are his beloved children mm -hmm. amen the the, uh, the thing too I think in terms of what makes this one of the things that makes this preachable or what I would want to touch on or to emphasize is the fact that we are not gathered here on a Sunday morning 
We didn't get dressed up, woke up earlier than we normally would have, yep. came here because we just wanted to hear some myths that make us feel a little bit better yeah. about our day. Um, we're not here for inspirational moments um, or just deep thoughts. We're actually here because we believe God took on human flesh, uh, <laughs> let people see who he was, you know, no longer be this cloud that you couldn't really look at or touch or just this amorphous thing, kind of swirling mystery and devouring fire. Like, no, a human being we could touch. Um, God has come and it is real and it is true and it's for your actual eternal life, your actual resurrection from the dead, your actual forgiveness of sins, your actual um, sanctification by the work of the Holy Spirit. All those things are really true. We're not yes. just, we didn't get up early on Sunday morning uh, for myths. And so I think uh, that can be a powerful preachable word to people just to say, this is all really true. And we're mm -hmm. here to remind you at least once a week that this is true. Everything else you're about to hear when you leave this place is mostly going to be false or based on illusions or based on very uh, kind of thin understanding of what's actually real and what actually matters. Most of life does not matter, but this stuff matters and it is not myths and it is true and it is for you and we'll be here right again next Sunday to remind you the same thing. Absolutely right. It's, uh, you know, um, one of the interests that, I mean, that is absolutely right. And, uh, the t like, so often, you know, I mean, and listen, man, I have moments where I'm like, what am I doing? Mm. You know what I mean? Every minister has those moments. Every every person out there has doubts mm. and fears and, and like, is this, what, what am I involved yeah. in here? You know? Um, but for a long time, there was, like, a tagline in a lot of churches. We're all just kind of on a journey. Mm. You know what I mean? And we're just all trying to figure this out. But the truth of the matter is the job of the preacher, you know what I mean, is to deliver the goods. And the goods are not, we're all on a journey. Mm. You know, hey, let's, uh, you know, people want to know what bus they're on ultimately. Yeah. And, uh, and it's really interesting. My wife is doing a lot of studies on like uh, Gen Z and Alpha. And uh, these are the, you know, Gen, you know, for real, for real. Yeah. And so God, for those of you that out. don't know, but, boomers, millennial, Gen X, millennials, Gen Z, and now they're calling Generation Alpha, which yeah. is, mm -hmm. uh, but generation, you have some in your house. Yes, we do. And I Generation do. Z and Alpha um, want to know what's up. Yeah. You know what I mean? They, they're they not interested in like long meandering journeys. They eventually want a destination. And so for, uh, and I was reading an article about how a lot of churches are emptying out. And one, one of the reasons is, is because they don't think they can get an answer at church. Destination unknown. Yeah. Ruby, 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 uh, Ruby, Soho. God, you're so good. It just comes. I know. It's like, that's yeah. one of my favorite songs too. I but know. I'm saying, this is Peter's point. is give. We're giving you the goods. Yeah. You know what I mean? And this is a testimony that you can hang your life on. Bet your life on it. So, we finally, with our gospel reading, get to the account of Jesus' transfiguration up on this high mountain. Peter and James, again, Peter wrote Second Peter, so we heard him describe it in his own words. But here, Peter and James and John, we read in Matthew's Gospel, are up on this high mountain, and Jesus is transfigured. Uh, it's the opposite of kind of the way God appeared as this devouring fire in a smoky cloud. Here we have him shining bright like the sun, and his clothes are dazzling He's not reflecting white. anything. Um, it sort is of emanating from his pores. I want to. The image might be, um, you know, the um, our our sort of uh, uh, acquaintance um, Daniel Roseberry, who's the designer for Scaparelli, and their fashion show just had. I think was it. 
I want to say it was Doja Cat and a, a yeah. famous mm-hmm. rapper, Doja Cat, and an yeah. artist. Mm-hmm. Um, she was in a if red you like dress. You like the back, 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 back. back. <laughs> there you go, red dress. But it took five hours to apply some sort of I don't know, red makeup and red crystals, like mm-hmm. thousands of crystals all over her head and body and face and all of that. Um, doesn't even get beautiful and amazing as that was. Doesn't even get close to uh, Jesus here shining out um, like the sun and his clothes dazzling white, and then Moses and Elijah are there with him. Um, uh, we've talked about this before, but maybe we have new listeners, or maybe you missed this episode last time, but there is a real moment of grace you can talk about here, because Moses is a, is now standing on the promised land. In and the he glory was, he's longed to see. He, you know, he gets the law delivered on Mount Sinai, as we saw today in this reading from Exodus. Um, but as we talked about last week, the reading from Deuteronomy, Moses was telling people, choose, you know, the right path, choose to follow God. And Moses never actually gets to go in the promised land because of some past sin and disobedience. And so, uh, here... Moses gets to stand on the promised land. And it's, mm. it just shows that even after the point of death, even after from human terms, we would say there's no hope for redemption. Actually, God's grace extends even um, into places where we think it can't go. So there's that something... That is so, so good. Because if you read like the Pentateuch, on um, the first five books of the Bible, after that, Moses basically, I mean, he comes up a couple of times in the Psalms. Yeah. But you don't hear about Moses. Yeah. Ever, ever. They don't even know where his tomb is, where he died. Right. You know, and but here we know absolutely the story is fulfilled. And Moses is there and along with Elijah. And uh, and they are uh, pointing to the one whose exodus will fulfill mm. everything they've longed and looked for. Uh, it is also worth pointing out that Peter is... Uh, to quote Sarah Condon, a jack wagon here. Um, he he wants to, um, in the, one of the uh, many in the pantheon of uh, Mockingbird podcasts, Sarah Condon of the Mockingcast, um, the, um, Peter <laughs> is one of those um, ready, fire, aim kind of people. He believes in talking first and then, uh-huh. then thinking it through. And so he just blurts out like, hey, it's great that we're all here. Like, you're so shiny. You're, you're God. And Moses and Elijah are here. That's amazing. It's like the whole band across the millennia is here together. Um, let's make three dwellings here, one for you, one for Moses, one for Elijah. So there's a, there's a couple things that Peter is, his, what his statement indicates he's thinking. One, he's seeing some equality among them. Mm-hmm. Moses, Elijah, Jesus, all kind of the same. Each one gets a little hut or something. And also, he wants this moment to be permanent. This is sort of what, um, what Peter has been wanting all along, for mm-hmm. Jesus to be king and to rule. So here we are up on this mountain, shining, and you know we can make this sort of a permanent situation and people can come to us and we'll have like maybe we'll uh, we'll have a gift shop and we'll charge mm-hmm. people admission and yeah, we can man. read their fortunes and tell them what you know who they should marry and all that sort of stuff like this is great we just have a permanent situation um and that's often what we want uh, with from god we want to have some god to be sort of in some amusement park where we can pay an entry fee and then get god to do tricks for us and answer yeah. things and who doesn't want to this. hang out at the on the mountaintop yeah and god corrects peter quite directly yes he says i mean because he's he's talking to everybody but he says this is my son the beloved with him i'm well pleased listen to him he doesn't say this is my son who is great 
along with Moses and Elijah, who are also awesome, and you should listen to them all because they all have valuable things mm -hmm. to teach us. No, he says, listen to him, singular, listen to Jesus. Mm -hmm. um, and so this is underlying, underlining the fact that Jesus is, um, well, God and, uh, well, and the you, Son of God. Yeah, that very statement, this is my well-beloved Son with whom I am well pleased, mm -hmm. uh, that would have hark like Peter and those guys would have heard that and would have known, what is that? Well, one, here is the fulfillment of Israel. Yeah. Uh, what did Moses tell Pharaoh? He said, let me, uh, uh, let me take Israel out, God's Son, so that he we might worship God. So here is like the embodiment of all of Israel right here in this moment. And then, so you have that, and then you have Elijah, who is the prophet. But what was the prophet's longing for? The, the servant mm -hmm. whom God is well pleased. And so here it is, the yeah. my beloved yeah. son yeah. and the suffering servant with whom I'm well pleased. Yeah. And um, I mean, and so you have, as it's often talked about, you have Moses, the embodiment of the law, and Elijah, the embodiment of the prophets, pointing to Jesus, and God delivers the title, which is the embodiment of mm. both. Amen. Good work, Jake. It's really crazy. This is also, I want to say, um, you know, everybody has just probably um, the week before finished watching the Super Bowl. Um, and, uh, you know, one of the, my favorite things is Super I don't, you know, if the Jets aren't in it, I'm not interested, uh, which means I'm not. But I love the Super Bowl for the commercials and especially yes. the previews of the movies that are coming up. And uh, this, the Transfiguration, is a profound preview of things that are to come, mm. you know, uh, things that are to come. And, uh, you know, what you see right here in this, this, this glory is, one, a preview of the resurrection from the dead, because you have Moses and Elijah standing with exactly. Jesus. And then you have um, uh, the glory that they both longed for ultimately being revealed, um, who Jesus actually is in all of his, he metamorphizes right in front of them. And, uh, and so you have this like preview of the age that is to come and who Jesus will be. And, um, and I mean, it, this is a preview of what's going to happen. And uh, you can't just hang like Peter's doing here, hang in the preview. Ultimately, we've got to go and see and be a part of the movie. Got to go uh, to the movies. Got to get your and, popcorn. And that's what we're all longing for as well. Amen. So that's the third part of the glory is it is, it was, and it shall be. Amen. Uh, the other thing I think uh, if you're looking for other angles or hooks into this passage, things to talk about. Uh, there's the, the, the approachability of God in Christ, um, the difference between that cloud smoking and with fire, and Jesus touching the disciples and saying, get up and do not be afraid. Mm -hmm. You know, this, this um, very humble God who appears in human flesh, even after he reveals himself, he doesn't stay in that state. He um, he goes back to just sort of looking normal, and and says this very compassionate pastoral thing: "Get up and do not be afraid." The um, the final thing that I might um, mention is the fact that when Moses is up on the mountain, uh, here uh, he takes uh, Joshua with him, his assistant, um, and it's ultimately. Uh, since Moses does not lead the people into the promised land because of his failure and disobedience, and Joshua is the one who leads the people into the new land, into their new home, into their new um, uh, safe place. And Joshua, 
is the exact same name as Jesus. Mm -hmm. And Jesus is an English version of a Latin version of a Hebrew name, Yeshua, which is the same thing as Joshua. And so we read about two Joshuas, basically, in this... um, in this, this, these Sunday's readings. And Joshua in the Old Testament is the one who leads the people in the Promised Land. And Jesus, Joshua here, is going to be the people that leads, the, the, and the name means God saves. Um, and he's gonna lead the people into um, not a physical new land, but, a, but the, the kingdom of God, um, which is present with them. Um, the kingdom of grace, the kingdom of people who have been, who are redeemed sinners. So, mm. uh, a new way of being. Whereas the, you know, you had this law giver, um, and now on the mountain, instead grace is given. Um, in, instead of saying, "Here are the tablets of stone with the things you have to do," the two things that God says here: one, God the Father says, "This is my Son, the Beloved," and the second thing that God says, the second person of the Trinity get up and do not be afraid. So those are the two divine words here, and both are statements of grace and redemption and forgiveness and compassion, really, for people. So it's a... It's and, by a the, and, by, uh, and by the Holy Spirit now, I mean, Trinitarian, by the Holy Spirit now, that divine word is coming to you. I'm also Trinitarian, just no, no, in case. No, no, I was... I, I She's sounding awfully Presbyterian, just talking about the Father and the Son. No, I'm just kidding. No, but then, but that's how it brings it out now, and you can like make this a real moment in the sense that now, by the Holy Spirit, that word is coming to you and saying, "You are forgiven. Get up. Do not be afraid." And it's going to come to you in bread that is and wine. You know what I mean? To assure you, because uh, without it, um, we are afraid. Mm. Amen. Well. That is this last Sunday. God, what an uh, epiphany! This is this a good is a lot of epiphany, epiphanies, and uh, you know what it is? It's that that's that jalapeno cheddar sausage. <laughs> I think we're we're just powered. We're fueled not only by the Holy Spirit, but by Belleville Meat Market. Yeah. And the jalapeno cheddar sausage. All right. Well, that'll do it. And we're, we will have a special episode coming up for Ash Wednesday. We'll talk a little bit about that and putting ashes on your head or not. And. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, May you have a blessed last Sunday after Epiphany, and we'll we'll see you soon. Enjoy some pancakes. Mmm, Shrove Tuesday. Somebody's looking, somebody cares. Somebody wonders what you're doing today. You know we crucified him, buried him, but three days later, well, the stone got rolled away. And yes, Thanks for listening to Same Old Song. Hope you found some gospel nuggets for the pulpit or for your life. If you like what you heard, leave a review or rating in Apple Podcasts. Dave Zoll will be sad if you don't. Thanks to TJ Hester for audio production. And remember to keep that Bible by your bedside, ready to rock and roll.